is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For part two with Paul Alexander Nolan, we continue the conversation on work-life balance. We also talk about how important positivity is, his exercise regimen, and the concept of set aim, follow through. We also talk about points of focus and gut instinct and knowing yourself and so much more. So I hope you enjoy this part two with Paul Alexander Nolan. I want to talk about work-life balance for a moment before we get into like daily rituals. What, when was that decision made for you, you know, to keep it separate and how do you balance, you know, work and life and maintaining these different. I don't think it was a decision. I think it's, uh, again, it's just that I'm really quite in a lot of ways. I'm very, very open as a person. In some ways I'm extremely private. I don't really want people to know where I'm having lunch today. Uh, I don't, not that they care, but Mm. you know, if I, if I had 18 million followers, you know, I certainly wouldn't want them to know where I, I I don't, as someone with 2000 or whatever, have Mm. 3000 followers on Instagram. Um, I I don't really want to share that. I don't, I want that to be my life, not something that everybody's, you know, kind of like checking in. Mm. Um, even my own, even my own sisters and moms sometimes don't know where I am at. So, um, uh, so it's not, it's just like a preference. I think it's just a natural uh, privacy. I think that I love to be on stage. I love taking attention when it's my turn to take attention mm. and, 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 you know, be the magician up there when I, it's my turn to be the magician up there. But on, I like to disappear into the New York crowds after I leave the stage. I, I don't need attention after that. Mm. Um, uh, so, you know, keeping it separate is uh, my way of, uh, I don't know, both protecting my artistry when I'm home and protecting my personal life when I'm being an artist. Mm. Um, I don't know whether I have a really clear answer on that. It just, that's what I, where I'm happiest. Do you have daily rituals? Coffee in the morning. Uh, definitely. I mean, that's for, for my artistry. No, um, it shifts from whatever uh role uh and the requirements of that role need me to do to be mm. like for Hugh Dorsey the sh- the show lives fairly low in my voice so I don't you know if I'm lifting weights I have to do it early in the day because lif- lifting weights tenses up all the muscles that need to be relaxed to sing lower and have a little more richness and mm. um you know, but if I, and you know, when I played Jesus and superstar, I couldn't lift weights at all. Cause I didn't have enough relaxation to sing it eight times a week. Mm. Um, so no, I don't really have daily rituals when I exercise is, you know, often a ritual, uh, a ritual for me. Um, but, uh, you, you know, I, I try to create structure in my day because there's so little structure in an artist's life. Um, especially when we're out of work, you kind of are just floating around. So how do you stay in the light in this polarized world of darkness and light? Uh, you know, I listened to you interview Abby about and asked a similar, similar question. And I thought, geez, I liked her answer because it was a good answer uh, in that she does stay in the light. I'm not mm. sure if I have been able to, um, and I don't necessarily think, think it's connected it, it could be emphasized by the polarization of people at the moment mm. um but i i think it i think it's actually an aging thing as i'm aging 
you know, it's hard to fight the fear of scarcity hmm. uh, as I'm getting a little bit older, because as I age, I realize I have less time to transition to do something else. If I discover that I can't do this anymore or don't want to do this anymore. Hmm. Um, you kind of slowly painting yourself into a career corner um, that, you know, to, to, to change careers, it's always possible, but you just have less time. And as you age, you, you know, typically less energy or less, you kind of want to be a little more comfortable. So I'm yeah. really right now fighting the, the desire for comfort, which is, a, you know, can, you know, everybody leans into comfort, I think, but it, it you know, um, some people, uh, look for discomfort and I've always kind of looked for discomfort in ways that are, has started to shift. And I, I don't like that. I think it, it's better for me to be looking for discomfort in, in many senses of that word. Um, because it, uh, it lulls me into this idea that I'm done or something mm -hmm. and, uh, I have a lot of life left. So I, I'm, that's kind of like, a, it's one of my struggles right now, to be honest, is, is staying, kind of excited about what we do at a time where it's really hard to tell what's what's ahead of us mm. um and as an artist a, a, as i've accomplished things i've i don't I, i'm getting more picky so I, the things that excite me like parade i was so excited i started prepping for that a month before rehearsal mm. and like learned as much as i could about the trial and then started learning all of my dialect and lines and i love when something consumes me like that it, mm. it's thrilling but um uh when 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 you're you know sometimes it's necessary to just put food on the table mm. um and rarely have i done things that i really didn't like or wasn't that interested in but there are some things that actually take you you throw everything at and that's what i'm always kind of hoping and looking for um uh but, uh, yeah, so you kind of, as you age, you, you get more picky about what, what is exciting and what is challenging and, you know, what isn't repeating yourself from before. And, uh, uh, so you have bigger holes in your year thinking, huh, I don't, I don't want to do that job that I've already done that job or that's not challenging enough or, you know, there's many reasons, but, uh. Yeah, so that's that's where I'm at with that right now. Hmm. And you might have just answered this question of being dis, you know, having discomfort, you know, to grow. But I am curious, who are you when you're at your best? Um. Well, um, I I think that I'm curious, I'm positive, and open to allowing other people into my sphere, my, into my life as, you know, even as colleagues, but as friends, um, sure. I am optimistic about, you know, our industry and optimistic about humanity. Uh, I read more I, mm -hmm. and I, I, I start, and I, I probably like even generate more ideas. Um, I'm working on a, on a concept album right now that we're probably going to finish early next year. And, um, you know, when I talk about ideas like that, that's been my main source of other creativity. Uh, when I'm not working as an actor right now is, is, uh, finishing this album with my, uh, best friend and co-writing partner, Michael Tremblay in Canada. Um, 
and you know when i when i can be busy uh, um physically and you know that you know it, it helps me emotionally it helps me physically emotionally spiritually mm-hmm. you know and, and so i would say that um uh, you know that's a, a generalized answer but um you know it fe- it just feels like energy is moving forward not you know but i do think there are, are moments that we do just need to sit still and and let things come to us or let things settle in us and assess mm. what just happened i mean you know the scary thing as a as an artist is you if you if you don't take time to let the leaves fall and hit the ground you, you, you know there's no nourishment for uh the next thing but that means you are out of work so how do you fill that time without you know doing something that uh without a like going broke or b um uh doing something that is you know taking away your energy in a negative way um mm. but that's you know i think that that has to do with attitude and you know sometimes i i can y- use an attitude adjustment <laughs> <laughs> When you lose focus, how do you get back on track? How do you refocus in? Um, you know, I I would say that I the best things for me is a regular gym routine. Um, sure. It you know not only does it make my body strong, but it increases endorphins and testosterone and and all the good things. Yeah. So that's a start. Um, eating well, of course, and drinking less, which I'm you know trying to do right now um you know if notice that the more wine i drink the better it tastes <laughs> isn't that always the case so the more wine i drink yeah um um and uh and you know what uh, hiking uh yeah. as much as i can get out of the city and, and go hiking it's it's good for me we actually bought a car during the pandemic i used subaru up in newfoundland where my wife's from and instead of selling it when we were coming back to the city we kept it we just keep it in the city so now we can get in and out a little easier get up to canada when when we miss home and um get up to the hiking trails up at uh breakneck ridge and all of that when when we need to get out mm-hmm. um so that's that's really gives me a little more peace of mind um being with being with the trees is good for me yeah it's amazing what a little bit of nature will do just getting outside. You know, and, oh. Well, actually, you know, another thing that occurs to me is spending time with, you know, mentoring younger actors, spending time with young people is also a really good way to remember, oh, yeah, like I'm, you know, I'm in a different phase of my career, but like that's where I came from yeah. is all of that ambition and and positivity and excitement. And it actually is infusive. I, you know, there's several young actors in parade and I just loved being around them and seeing how bright their eyes are. It was really kind of thrilling. Yeah. It's also amazing what giving away will do for the spirit. You know, I noticed that with myself, if ever there's a little self-doubt creeping in, the moment I give away something, information, kindness, you know, something, it just, it shifts the energy. So Mm -hmm. that's, Mm -hmm. yeah, mentoring is, is massive. Um, What is your, and I'm curious, because we've talked a little bit about this now, what is your definition of success? For me, my definition of success in the work is to set a, an aim hmm. and really follow through with it. Um, even if 
it doesn't work, that's successful. So mm. uh, I learned this from a teacher of mine in Stratford called David Latham. Um, he would give us a point of focus. Uh, he directed a, a conservatory class, which I was part of, of King Lear. And um, he would give each actor privately a point of focus. So I was playing Kent and I think he would wander over to me and let's say he said, uh, your point of focus for this scene is you want to, you, you know, is the king. Okay. Um, which is a pretty, you know, general point of focus, but, um, but, you know, it doesn't necessarily, it sounds obvious, but it that isn't necessarily an obvious thing to do to set an objective for that scene. So this mm -hmm. time we ran through the opening scene and I just focused on the King the whole time or the next time he would say, focus, you know, your point of focus is time. Uh, you know, it could get, it could get abstract. It could be mm. smell. Um, so the, the point I'm making is once I started setting into, you know, you, you have to learn your lines, you have to learn your music, you have to understand what your relationships are. Mm. And, and then, you know, you have to set up a playground that you can go in and every decision you make is correct because you understand the parameters, but that takes a lot of time to do that work. And once that's set, then you can start setting, um, points of focus. Uh, and so like if I'm walking into an audition, um, my, my goal is to, um, uh, you know, be in my center, um, to, uh, follow through with my intention and my point of view of what I think this character is doing in these scenes, etc. Mm. And if I can go in and do that and not give my power away, meaning, um, you know, try to do it correctly or try to get the job, then I have succeeded. Um, uh, you know, even though, as I told you with that, because it's so fresh on my mind, that choice that I made in, in the scene with Eddie Cooper playing Newt Lee in Parade, when I did this thing that I was like, oh, dear, that was not a good choice. It just you could I could immediately feel like, ooh, this is not this isn't this isn't helping our scene. It's telling a different story. Hmm. I still I feel that that was a success because I learned something by doing it. Hmm. Um so that's my definition of success. How did you, I'm curious, that particular moment, how did, did you um, pivot in the, in the moment or was there a, you just commit to it and follow through and. I basically kind of committed. Uh, if you had a close up of it, you would see all of my confidence drain away from my face. And uh, you know, um, but, but we all laughed about it later. Cause yeah. you know, I, you know, I don't know how the cast felt about it. I think that they were like, Oh dear. I think that, you know, it was shocking. Um, oh dear. <laughs> but, um, but I don't know that they necessarily saw, necessarily saw it as a negative thing. It was just, um, you know, you, yeah, you follow through or you back off and people do that all the time. You say stuff to people you love that you're like, Oh my God, I didn't mean that. Or, mm -hmm. um, that was harsh or that was wrong or that's not correct. I think I said to, uh, um, my wife last night, she was, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, as you can tell a little bit long in the long, long winded, uh, when you get me rum rumbling about stuff and it takes me a while to kind of organize my thoughts and get to the thing that my body and brain are trying to, you know, make sense of. And I, and she is, she's a helpful person, you know, and like having a conversation with me, I was like, and, but like, I felt like I was being interrupted. So I said, just don't interrupt me for a minute. And then I correct myself. No, you weren't interrupting. We were, you, we were having a conversation, but I just need a, I just need more time to formulate this thought. <laughs> so like in, in, you know, people do that all the time in real life. So I think there's room for that as humans 
in the work too. And a director, if they're good, doesn't slap you on the wrist for making a choice that didn't work. They say, you know what? I don't think that's serving the story there. Mm. Um, or that was that choice was too aggressive or that choice was too timid or whatever, you know. Uh, but sure. I, I usually what I notice with really good directors, especially with good writing, mm. they let you get in the sandbox and and figure it out because they you know if you're a good actor and and you have good instincts you're probably not going to make that choice ever again anyway hmm. Hmm. how have you I, I do want to wrap up here but i just have so many questions for you how how have you gotten better at listening to your gut instinct um I probably by being affirmed actually. Cause I mean, hmm. if you're not being affirmed for your work, I hate to say that because hmm. it means you're relying on an external source to tell you yes or no. But you know, I firmly, I've, you know, I'm always impressed with actors that don't seem to need directors to come out with very strong performances out of the gate, like TV and film. Hmm. Uh, as an example, especially television where you don't get rehearsal and you think, how the heck is this performance this good? They, I know they had no rehearsal. Yeah. Um, um, but I, I do, I can think of a hundred different ways to play the same moment. Uh, and I need directors to go, yep, that's the right direction or yeah, maybe not that way. Cause that's fun for me. Um, um, so I'm, I've, I've lost track of the question exactly. Like, what was the exact question you asked? How you've gotten better at listening to your gut instinct. I think that, that you know, sometimes an actor won't understand necessarily the role they're playing. And sometimes you really, really do. Um, and sometimes you just have to do it to understand it. And I think, um, I, I don't actually know, like, where that, that, that kind of happened for me. But I... Uh, I really do trust when it, when push comes to shove, I really do trust my instincts. Um, and, but I'm, but I'm also always looking for more. I'm looking for greater depth. I'm looking for different, I, you know, different ideas, different ways about it. Hmm. Um, and that manifests in all kinds of different ways, whether it's in the text or in the physical relationship or, hmm. um, yeah, so I, I guess I, I don't know when that happened and, and how. It just probably just experience and repetition um, and, you know, direct, you know, directors, et cetera, helping me say, helping to, to affirm that that is indeed uh, working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there a common piece of incorrect advice that you hear in life or in theater i mean the first thing that came to mind was practice makes perfect uh practice <laughs> perfect uh, perfection is not really healthy perhaps a, a goal i think um because it that again that goes back to like that means you got it exactly right i i think that that's that movie black swan where natalie portman uh finally does the thing and says i think she her line is that was perfect or um, and I relate to that in a lot of ways because I'm looking, I'm looking for that kind of extraordinary precision in, and the kinds of roles that, that make me interested in that kind of precision as mm -hmm. well. Um, but, um, 
the um the the pursuit of perfection is 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 not necessarily connected to process so uh at least in the arts where we can't get it right and wrong it's just an exploration yeah. um and so uh, i would say that practice makes perfect isn't isn't quite accurate i think i don't know if um I don't know if there's a way to modify that that statement, but practice definitely makes better. Hmm. But sometimes practice makes worse because you're overthinking stuff. And sometimes you just have to go, let's let it go. Like, you know, I don't have a routine at the theater that, that I do every day. I will do that and then I'll start breaking it on purpose so that my brain, my body and brain can start having different, um, different paths yeah. that, that it, I can trick my body into seeing something differently. And uh, that's just for me. The thing is about acting that's so frustrating is that there's no manual on how to do it right. Um, you know, you know, if you, if someone asks you what is acting and how do you act, um, you know, I don't know the answer because it changes. It depends on who I'm acting across from, and it depends on the story I'm telling and the words I get to use and the music that's underneath that, et cetera. So, yeah, that's a great answer. That is a great answer. Um, Metaphorically speaking, if you could put a word or a phrase on a billboard for millions of people to see, does anything come to mind? Um, I think know yourself. I know that's a really, um, that's, I think, was a famous line from Hamlet, basically. Uh, mm. I think by pursuing your own self-knowledge, you, and knowing who you are, that, that is a broad statement, but a specific one at the same time. And uh, I, I think you have to, or I guess it was to thine own self be true in Hamlet, but mm. it's um, knowing yourself takes a lifetime. And, you, you know, um, it's a complicated, it's actually a very complicated thing mm. to, to know yourself, to listen to yourself, to be honest with yourself. And, and because I think that that's who, you have to bring to the stage as an artist is, is you, you might be shifting to different sides of yourself. You know, um, clearly I'm not Hugh Dorsey. Um, hmm. but there is some, there are things in each character that I've always played that I can find in myself and then turn up the volume on that thing, whether it be kindness or, um, bigotry or, uh, you know, th there's all of that's inside of us and packed inside of all of all, all human beings. And that's, what's so mm -hmm. fun about acting is you, is you actually learn more about yourself by playing people that are not a, at all like you. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's why it's fun to be an actor. It's a little bit like a spiritual practice and, you know, figuring out more about yourself through how someone else operates and what they say and what they feel and think even if they you don't feel that way um it's a, just an interesting way to explore your humanity paul this has been a great conversation thank you for taking the time <laughs> is there anything <laughs> anything you want to add before we wrap up today i think if i add more your listeners probably will slowly drop off <laughs> <laughs> well i love it thank you thanks for taking this time it's my pleasure thanks for having me people of the world Paul Alexander Nolan. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. 
You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another Curiosity Conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening. 